Hey, welcome to this episode of Light 'em Up. We take a deep dive on the criminal justice system, crime scene investigation, and leadership. We enlighten, educate, and empower others with the truth. Like it or not, the truth disturbs, the truth divides, but ultimately, the truth delivers. Hey, I'm your host, Phil Rizzo. I'm the principal owner of Rizzo's Protective Group. We are a high-risk security consulting firm headquartered out of Akron, Ohio, and with offices in the Bronx, New York, and Cerro Alto, the Dominican Republic. Hey, as we put the ball on the tee to line things up for kickoff, we speak life, health, and prosperity over each and every one of you, and we want to thank you for joining us. Tonight, we achieve a tremendous milestone, our 50th episode of Light 'Em Up. We're excited to be with you. And we're wrapping up our fall membership drive today. But there's still time for you to make a generous donation in support of independent journalism that exposes corruption, crime, and abuse and holds people in power to account. You can do so on Zelle and or Cash App. On Zelle, our email contact ID is prizzo7778 at gmail.com. And on Cash App, you can find us at prizzo7778. Hey, somehow find a way to get in touch with us so you can enter to win our giveaway to celebrate our 50th episode to get a one-time 50% off any DoorDash order as well as another coupon for a one-time $10 off any order as we celebrate our 50th episode coming up on Light 'em Up. And note well, if you've won something from us within the last 30 days, unfortunately, you are not eligible to enter into this drawing. Hey, we have been blasting our way through quarter three of 2022 and season three of our podcast, which is currently ranked number six out of the top 40 criminal justice podcasts that you need to listen to for 2022, according to Feedspot.com. Hey, and thanks to you, we've grown tremendously. We're currently being downloaded in 95 countries across the globe. And we know, we know that growth never comes easy. Upon achieving this momentous milestone, we've doubled down and intensified our focus like a surgical laser on our mission of delivering the best investigative reporting that we possibly can. In a time of misinformation, facts correct the record. Some people want others to think that they speak the truth, but in reality, they are allergic to truth-telling. The truth pulls no punches, and it is hard to accept for some. Tonight, we investigate and we ask, Is Big Brother and your police department watching you? Are your movements being tracked? As always, our mission and goal are to educate and empower you with what you need to know in order to protect yourself from any unconstitutional intrusions into your person, papers, and effects, as well as your personal privacy. It may not always be what you want to hear, but it always is what you need to hear. Keeping in mind that justice comes to those that fight, not those that cry. If you've never heard of, seen, and if you don't know where to look, you may not even know that you're being tracked by automatic license plate reading cameras. Alpha, Lima, Paul, Romeo, ALPRs for short. Since the earliest license plate reader technology debuted in the late 1970s, it has evolved to become one of the most essential and widely used tools law enforcement agencies have in their daily toolbox. 
today's ALPR systems are powerful and touted as being extremely useful not only in enforcing traffic laws but also as an effective crime-fighting and investigative tool that saves precious hours during a critical incident or an investigation. Ripped straight from the headlines, the City Council for Akron, Ohio approves license plate reading cameras to identify crime suspects. This concept may once have been far-fetched, and you'd think it was straight out of an episode of The Twilight Zone, but it no longer is. This is real world, and it is happening in real time today. Americans love their cars. The one thing that we won't let go of is our automobile. While Europe and Japan have realized the benefits of mass rail transportation, Americans are still one person to a vehicle chugging along on the 405, sitting in bumper-to-bumper traffic. According to one survey, 83% of U.S. adults drive a car at least several times a week. In jurisdictions with limited or no public transportation, driving may even rival cell phone use as a modern necessity. Cars connect people with work, love, school, prayer, and protest. Now, whether you like it or not, your driving habits are being observed and specific identifiable information that is only connected to you is being stored in huge databases that the police own and oversee. In our broadcasting headquarters, the city of Akron, Ohio, the 13-member city council recently approved the installation of 145 license plate reading cameras in an effort to combat crime across the city. The communicated goal for the city is to have all of the license plate reader cameras deployed citywide with a focus on high crime areas, including the off-campus housing area south of the University of Akron's campus, according to the ordinance. Light 'em Up asks this, How is an area designated as high crime? What statistics and or factors go into such a designation? Or does the APD, the Akron Police Department, really mean the neighborhoods that are predominantly of color, but they just don't have the courage to say what they mean and to mean what they say? Keep in mind that there's a clear difference between saying a thing and doing it. Let's just not be naive. For starters, let's examine the technology and how it works. Automatic license plate readers use a combination of cameras and computer software to indiscriminately scan the license plates of every car passing by. They log the time and date of each scan, the vehicle's GPS coordinates, and pictures of the car. Some versions can also snap pictures of a vehicle's occupants and create unique vehicle IDs. The devices send the data to ALPR software, which can compare each plate against a designated hot list. Such hot lists can include stolen cars and cars associated with Amber Alerts for abducted children. They also can be used to help find missing persons and reference vehicles that are listed in local and federal databases for reasons that may include unpaid parking tickets or inclusion in a gang database. Flock Safety. I'll say that again. Flock F-L-O-C-K, Safety, the Atlanta, Georgia-based company with which the city of Akron has contracted for the ALPRs, say its patented and trademarked vehicle fingerprint technology lets users search by vehicle, make, color, 
type, also license plate, state of the license plate, a missing plate, a covered plate, perhaps a paper plate or temporary paper plate, and unique vehicle details like roof racks, bumper stickers, and more. The system's 5 megapixel cameras are leased for about $2,500 per year, and the company says that they can capture license plate images from vehicles traveling up to 100 miles per hour, day and night, up to 75 feet away. The ALPRs are supposed to give police the ability to identify stolen vehicles and those owned by people wanted on felony warrants. The cloud-based database of images the camera captures can also be searched across multiple communities. Similar car-mounted units have been in common use for years, and there are even apps that allow law enforcement agencies on foot to scan license plates with the use of smartphones. But the Flock system offers cloud-based artificial intelligence-enhanced capabilities combined with multi-jurisdictional networking. The still images cannot be used for speed enforcement, and the system does not employ facial recognition technology. The system can be accessed via desktop or mobile platforms. In some jurisdictions, private businesses such as repo companies and vehicle insurance companies also use this technology. The company says the data will never be shared without permission sold to third parties, or used for unpaid fines, unauthorized viewing outside of a legitimate crime-related event, or kept in a library. The company maintains all footage is deleted after 30 days on a rolling basis unless a democratically elected governing body or official legislates a different retention period. The footage is said to be fully encrypted and stored in the cloud. Well, to that point, I'll just simply say this. If the National Security Agency, the NSA, can be hacked into, as it was in 2017, or the Space Administration, NASA, which has been hacked over a dozen times, nothing is safe nor hack-proof. In 2019, the online enterprise technology news publication The Register reported a hack of Perceptics, the company that provides and services ALPRs for the U.S. Customs and Border Protection, CBP. License plate information and images of drivers were stolen from Perceptics. The CBP claims that fewer than 100,000 records from a single entry point over the course of 45 days was stolen. And for the record, let's just keep in mind that the Titanic was said to be unsinkable. For our report, Macedonia, Ohio Police Chief John Golden recently explained the technology to city residents. He said the images of license plate numbers the system captures are then automatically compared with those on the Federal Bureau of Investigation's National Crime Information Center's database. Response times to queries come within a minute, and officers and their cruisers can access the information. He goes on to say that if the plate comes back as stolen, or the registered owner has a felony warrant, the information is sent back to the local jurisdiction via their MDTs, mobile data terminals, also known as computers in cars, and the location that the image was captured. Golden said, typically when someone or a group of individuals drive into our city in a stolen vehicle, they're here to commit crimes. With the camera system, as soon as they pass a camera, we're notified and officers head to that area. 
Usually, the vehicle is found and the subjects leave the area before they can commit any crimes. Golden said the new investigative tool can help police identify vehicles suspected in crimes where only a general description is available. While the Aurora, Ohio Police Department in Portage County is not planning to install the cameras, Aurora Police Chief Brian Bayard said his department can query other departments, such as flock users in Bainbridge and Solon, Ohio, for information via mutual aid agreements. Mentor Ohio Police in July told local media that its 15 cameras helped officers make 33 arrests and find 13 stolen vehicles and one missing person with dementia in two and a half months. Flock Safety says it serves 2,000 cities in 42-plus states and is helping solve hundreds of crimes every day. Other companies competing with Flock include Montreal, Canada-based Genetech and Motorola's Vigilant Solutions. So that's one side of the story. How could anyone be opposed to such a powerful crime-fighting tool? Well, the American Civil Liberties Union of Ohio has in the past expressed concerns about the right to privacy with respect to such technology. In our reporting, the ACLU of Ohio mentioned that it's not anti-technology and we fully understand the variety of benefits that cameras can provide when attempting to track stolen vehicles, search for kidnapped victims, and various other legitimate law enforcement purposes. Gary Daniels, chief lobbyist for the ACLU of Ohio, told this to Cuyahoga County committee members in 2017. He went on to say, however, the same reasons the cameras work so well for law enforcement are the very same reasons they provide new numerous and serious privacy concerns regarding their use. When can automated license plate readers be used and when can they not be used? Asked Daniels. We ask the same question. That is something that we would like to see established. He admitted that the expectation of a right to privacy is significantly reduced when one is in public. But even the Supreme Court, as far back as 1979, declared that an individual operating or traveling in an automobile does not lose all reasonable expectation of privacy simply because the automobile and its use are subject to government regulation. However, Daniels noticed advancements in technology are bringing new questions. The police didn't have the resources to surveil someone 24-7 in the past. Right now, they do have the technology to do that to a lot of people all the time, he said. Daniels went on to say, The lack of control over the technology, as well as other systems, has raised concerns about the availability of information to law enforcement from businesses and private entities, such as homeowner associations, that are also eligible to contract with flock systems. The courts are slowly catching up to this type of technology as an issue. Essentially, the question is, what type of privacy rights do you have in public? Local police say they rely on existing policies that reserve investigative resources for official use. In Macedonia, Golden said the unauthorized use of the flock system is equivalent to a misuse of the law enforcement automated data system, a repository of data shared statewide by police agencies, also known as the LEADS system. 
L-E-A-D-S. The Leeds database includes driving records, vehicle ownership, stolen property, missing persons, warrants, and parole status of individuals, as well as driver's license images, individual criminal histories, and messages by law enforcement agencies. The system is said to have a tracking mechanism to register who has used it. While there is no codified penalty for misuse of automatic license plate reader systems, misuse of the LEAD system is a felony. Northfield, Ohio Police Lieutenant Brian Sajak said law enforcement already has access via warrants to other even more intrusive technology, such as cell phone records, which can track a person's whereabouts across the entire nation and in real time. He noted the flock system is very firm about its 30-day retention policy for images. The length of time images are retained has been an issue among those concerned with privacy rights. After that 30 days, it goes away. If you don't have any reason to search for that type of vehicle in 30 days, he goes on to say, why would you need it for 45 days or even a year later. The bottom line is that with the growing use of ALPRs, police can now receive alerts about a car's movements in real time and review past movements at the touch of a button or a click of a mouse. That includes your car and mine, whether or not we have committed or are suspected to have committed a crime. Let's drill down more and talk about Flock Safety. Founded in 2017 by Georgia Institute of Technology graduates Garrett Langley and Matt Fury, Flock Safety claims its proprietary devices and cloud-based software reduce crime by over 70%. The company says it has systems installed in more than 1,200 cities and serves more than 700 law enforcement agencies in addition to private entities such as homeowners associations and businesses. The company says it's its objective is to reduce crime in the United States by 25% in the next three years. In July, the company announced it had received $150 million in new investment for a total of $230 million since its founding. Four years ago, we started Flock Safety with a simple mission to eliminate crime, the company said in announcing the funding. We knew it would take neighborhoods and businesses working together with law enforcement and city leaders if we truly were to solve this problem. We also launched our first product, the Flock Safety Falcon Camera, which combines license plate recognition and machine learning to deliver the objective leads law enforcement needs to solve crime. And the technology works without bias across every demographic in society, so the company says. ALPRs could prove valuable in police investigations and for non-law enforcement uses like helping government agencies to reduce traffic and curb environmental pollution. But legal and policy developments have failed to adequately address the risks posed by this highly invasive technology. Hey, let's tap the clutch just a little for a moment and let's talk a little bit and drill deeper about what other states are doing in this process. To date, at least 16 states have enacted rules relating to the use of ALPRs. Among the group, there are seven states to place restrictions on government or law enforcement use of this technology. For the record, there are 10 states that limit how long data can be kept and four states specify that data is exempt under public records law. 
While a handful of states have set limits on license plate reader use, the Buckeye State, the great state of Ohio, has not. Like we mentioned, let's focus and drill a little deeper on ALPR regulation in selected U.S. states. At least 16 states have statutes that expressly address the use of ALPRs or the retention of data collected by ALPRs. Some are very limited and specific in what is permitted, while others grant more leeway to law enforcement to use ALPR data. For example, Arkansas prohibits the use of ALPRs by individuals, partnerships, companies, associations, or state agencies with exceptions for limited use by law enforcement, by parking enforcement entities, or for controlling access to secure areas. Data cannot be preserved for more than 150 days. In Maine, Maine prohibits the use of automatic license plate recognition systems except for certain public safety purposes and data collected may not be stored more than 21 days. In the state of Maryland, Maryland specifies that data gathered by an ALPR system are not subject to disclosure under the Public Information Act. Minnesota requires the maintenance of a public log recording the uses of ALPR data and requires certain notification when setting up readers. The Cornhusker state of Nebraska requires any governmental entity that uses an ALPR system to adopt a policy governing the use of the system. Governmental entities also must adopt a privacy policy to ensure that captured plate data is not shared in violation of this act or any other law. The policies must be posted on the internet or at the entity's main office. The process also requires annual reports to the Nebraska Commission on Law Enforcement and Criminal Justice on ALPR practices and declares that captured plate data is not considered a public record. New Hampshire restricts the use of ALPRs to law enforcement officers officers who shall only use the devices subject to specified conditions and limitations and for specified purposes. Interestingly, its law requires that records of number plates read shall not be recorded or transmitted anywhere and shall be purged from the system within three minutes of their capture unless the number resulted in an arrest, a citation, or protective custody, or identified a vehicle that was the subject of a missing or wanted person broadcast. The Tar Heel State of North Carolina requires audits and reports of system use and effectiveness, and like Nebraska and Tennessee, the data obtained by the system is confidential and not a public record. Oklahoma has perhaps the most peculiar law regarding ALPRs. Its law provides that participating law enforcement agencies may use ALPR systems to access and collect data for the investigation, detection, analysis, or enforcement of the state's compulsory insurance law and states that data collected under the program may not be used by any individual or agency for purposes other than law enforcement of the compulsory insurance law and prohibits sale of the data under the program and provides that data is exempt from the Oklahoma Open Records Act except when retained as evidence of a violation of the compulsory insurance law. These provisions, however, do not prohibit the use of any other ALPR system by an individual or private legal 
entity for lawful purposes. This is a clear case of how private industry can capitalize on the use of ALPR technology and use its allies in government to enshrine those protections into the law. And Vermont was the only state in the union we could find that requires a law enforcement officer to be certified in the use of an ALPR to operate such a system. It also states that a legitimate law enforcement purpose for use of ALPR data includes a person's defense against certain charges and does not include enforcement of parking or traffic violations other than commercial motor vehicle violations. Hey, it is imperative that you find out what exactly the situation is in your state. Hey, as we continue our investigation, let's address the real-world possibility of what could go wrong. Trust me when I tell you that the technology is not without flaws. Video Surveillance Industry Research Group, IPVM, found that Flock System misidentified a license plate state about 10% of the time. Hey, if that doesn't sound too bad, consider that according to a 2020 California State Auditor report, the Los Angeles Police Department alone has accumulated more than 320 million license plate scans. And the Sacramento Police Department recorded up to 1.7 million scans in just one week. The Department of Justice Bureau of Justice Statistics reported that 93% of police departments in cities with populations of 1 million or more use their own ALPR systems. And in cities with populations of 100,000 or more, 75% of police departments use ALPR systems. Conditions that include bad weather, poor lighting, dirt on license plates, and even background colors can result in false matches. What's more, the FBI's NCIC database that Flock checks plates against is notoriously inaccurate, and people have been badly harmed by inaccuracies in that database, including through the use of ALPR cameras. Another source of potential error is that Flock's cameras download fresh hit lists from the NCIC system only twice a day, which creates the possibility that the removal of a plate from the hot list will cause out-of-date alerts to be sent to law enforcement for up to 12 hours until the next update. In 2014, the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals sent a clear and convincing message putting police on notice that an automatic license plate reader, ALPR alert, without human verification is not, I'll say that again, is not enough to pull someone over. Now we've talked extensively in class and on air about what probable cause is. From those lectures and podcast episodes, I'm confident that you know what probable cause is within the scope of the Fourth Amendment. The definition of probable cause is the police have probable cause to make an arrest when the facts and circumstances within their knowledge and of which they had reasonably trustworthy information would lead a prudent person to believe that the arrested person had committed or was committing a crime. Speaking to the point that this technology isn't without flaws and why we all should be concerned, grab your cookies and milk because now it's story time. Green versus City and County of San Francisco was a case that calls into question whether technology alone can provide the basis for reasonable suspicion under the Fourth Amendment. Here's the fact pattern of that case. Late one night in 2009 in San Francisco, the SFPD pulled over Denise Green, an African-American city worker, driving her own vehicle. At gunpoint, they extracted her out of her car and handcuffed her, physically and violently forcing her to her knees 
keys, then searched both her and her car, all because an automatic license plate reader misread her plate and her car as stolen. The first error was due to faulty technology. The ALPR unit misread Miss Green's plate, recording a 3 as a 7. The next series of errors were all human. The officer driving the ALPR-equipped patrol vehicle never visually verified that Green's plate number matched the ALPR hit, despite an SFPD policy that requires this. Even after he called it in and dispatch matched the plate to the vehicle that looked nothing like Green's car. The stolen car was a gray GMC truck. She was driving a burgundy Lexus. The officer who later pulled Green over also failed to verify the plate, even though he had ample opportunity to do so while stopped immediately behind Green's car at a red light. Based solely on the ALPR hit and dispatch confirmation that the false hit was linked to a stolen vehicle, the second SFPD officer called in for backup and initiated a high-risk felony traffic stop. Let's address a high-risk felony traffic stop. Any stop which possesses a significant risk to the officer when dealing with occupants of a motor vehicle can be deemed high risk. But, and here's the kicker, as we've seen in far too many cases throughout the U.S., the risk is often just as high for the motorist as it is to the officer. Black Americans are 3.2 times more likely than white Americans to be killed by police, according to a study by researchers from Harvard at the T.H. Chan School of Public Health. These high-risk Traffic stops typically involve known or suspected felons and armed individuals. Hey, we grant that all traffic stops have unique circumstances and are fluid events. While at least four of San Francisco's finest pointed their guns at Miss Green, she was ordered from her car and forced to spend at least 10 minutes handcuffed and on her knees. This process and physical position proved to be so taxing, given Green's physical condition, that the officers later had to help her up to her feet. A search of Green and her car turned up nothing. Zero. Zilch. Nada. And she had no wants or warrants, nor any criminal record. At this point, the situationally aware police officers should have realized they pulled over the wrong car, and more critically, that Green's license plate was not the same as the car reported stolen. But it still took the officers another 10 minutes before they figured out their mistake and permitted Miss Green to freely be on her way. Green sued the city and officers, claiming they violated her Fourth Amendment right to be free from unreasonable search and seizure and caused severe emotional distress. The district court judge granted summary judgment in favor of the defendants, the police, finding it was reasonable for the officer that pulled Green over to assume the first officer had confirmed the ALPR hit and further holding it was a reasonably good faith mistake on the part of both officers to assume without verifying that Green's plate matched the hit. The Ninth Circuit Court disagreed, ruling a jury could find that a police officer's unverified reliance on an ALPR hit is an insufficient basis for a traffic stop and that the subsequent search and seizure of Green could violate the Fourth Amendment. Importantly, the appeals court noted that an unconfirmed ALPR hit could not provide a legal basis to pull over Green. Let me say that again. Could not provide a legal basis to pull over Green. 
Ironically, the SFPD already had a policy that required cops to visually confirm that the plate on the car was the same as the plate identified by the ALPR system. The International Association of Chiefs of Police, or the IACP, has described this clearly as one of the essential components of training on ALPR use, and several of the state policies mentioned by IACP also require this verification. But in this case, none of the officers followed that policy. The case was settled for $495,000 in 2015. This case shows clearly the risks of blind reliance on technology for identification in criminal investigations. There is a clear and present danger for false positives and the danger of over-reliance on technology. If the ALPR camera had not alerted the first officer based on a false license plate read, Green never would have been stopped and this unfortunate incident could easily have been avoided. And this case is by no means an isolated incident. In 2018, Jonathan Hoffer and his brother Brian were pulled over and thrown to the ground at gunpoint when a Contra Costa California Sheriff ALPR misidentified the car they were driving in as stolen. A Washington, D.C. police officer scanned plates of cars outside of a gay club and used the information to extort money from the car owners. An ALPR scan at a gardening store triggered an investigation that ultimately resulted in a SWAT team searching a family's house for an illegal marijuana growing operation. The family bought hydroponic equipment to grow tomatoes for a school project. And through extensive research and a FOIA request, a Freedom of Information Act request, we learned that in 2014, a driver in a Kansas City suburb found himself surrounded by cops with guns out after a license plate camera misread his plate. A lawyer by the name of Mark Molner was driving through a Kansas City suburb on his way home from his wife's sonogram. All of a sudden, his BMW was blocked in front by a police car as another officer on a motorcycle pulled up behind him. His pregnant wife witnessed the incident from a nearby parked car. According to Molnar, one of the officers then approached his car with his gun out. He didn't point it at me, but it was definitely out of his holster, Molnar said. I'm guessing that he saw the shock and horror on my face and realized that I was unlikely to make more of a scene. The mistake prompting this guns-drawn approach of Molnar's video could have been made by anybody. The ALPR read a 7 as a 2 and returned a hit for a stolen vehicle. The hit also returned info for a stolen Oldsmobile, which clearly wasn't what Molnar was driving. We had said he was driving a BMW, but that could mean the plates were on the wrong vehicle, which is also an indication of something not quite right. The police department's statement on the incident is fairly sensible and measured. The officer has discretion on whether or not to unholster his weapon, depending on the severity of the crime. In this case, he did not point it at the driver, rather kept it down to his side because he thought the vehicle could possibly be stolen. If he was 100% sure it was stolen, then he could have conducted a felony car stop, which means both officers would have been pointing guns at him while they gave him commands to exit the vehicle. That makes sense, but there's still a chance this situation could have been averted. Molnar's plate triggered the hit several miles before he was pulled over as pursuing police were unable to verify the plate due to traffic density. But it appears the officers made a last-minute decision to perform the unverified stop shortly before Molnar would have driven out of the PD's jurisdiction. The stop occurred on the city-state boundary between Kansas 
Texas and Missouri. This lack of verification is what bothers Molnar and what bothers us as well. Sure, people can argue that I'm armchair quarterbacking the police, which is not a good position to be in, Molnar said. But before you unholster your gun, you might want to confirm that you've got the people that you're looking for. So when the plate reader kicked back a bad hit, the cops did attempt to verify the plate, but it looks very much like they overrode procedural safeguards in order to prevent possibly losing a collar. Molnar came out of this without extra holes in his person, without electricity running through his body from a stun gun, or bruises from a baton strike, or strikes. Others may not be so lucky. More and more, frequently cops are looking to technology to do initial identification of suspected criminals, whether it's ALPR for traffic stops, face recognition for mugshots, or DNA for crime scene forensics. Yet these technologies are fallible. Automatic license plate readers can scan plates at a rate of one per second. Nationwide, several hundred million plate and location records have been captured and stored by a variety of contractors. Mathematics alone says mistakes will be made. Except when mistakes are made with ALPRs, they tend to put citizens on the bad side of men with guns. As these plate readers become more common, the number of erroneous readings will increase. If the verification safeguards are followed, problems will be minimal at best. But if anyone's in a hurry, or the vehicle description is too vague, or it's nighttime, or someone had a bad or a slow day, or if the end of the month is approaching and the definitely not a quota hasn't been made, it's always said there's never a quota. Bad things will happen to good people. Placing too much faith in an automated system can have terrible consequences. We've noted before that false positives attributable to tech-based information systems pose a risk for democratic societies because they turn innocent people into suspects, requiring them to prove their innocence rather than requiring law enforcement to prove their guilt. This completely upends our system of justice. In the United States, there is a presumption of innocence and a Fourth Amendment right to be free from unreasonable searches and seizures. This must mean, at minimum, that law enforcement officers need reasonable, articulable suspicion of a specific criminal activity before they can stop you. Hey, just as officers can make human mistakes that undermine whether there is in fact reasonable suspicion for a stop, this case shows that new technologies can and do make mistakes too. Innocent people shouldn't have to pay the price for these mistakes. We maintain that the use of these scanners amounts to warrantless searches. We feel that there needs to be a more intensive study and debate of the topic and a far deeper fine-tuning of the process coupled with a tighter rules adoption that covers the practice of tracking drivers' movements through automatic license plate readers or ALPRs as these devices are mounted on police vehicles, road signs, or traffic lights. And for me, here's the kicker. If I haven't committed any crime or if I'm not reporting a crime committed, I don't need any attention from the police. With this process, every person is a suspect, and that isn't what our Founding Fathers had in mind when they drafted the Constitution and especially the Fourth Amendment. There are too many cameras and cell towers to live an unobserved life. 
Your smartphone can broadcast your exact location thousands of times per day throughout hundreds of apps instantaneously to dozens of different companies. Each of those companies has the power to follow individual mobile phones wherever they go in near real time. Hey, today, data is a gold mine. Location data collection is only one aspect of the surveillance economy that is snuck into every corner of modern-day living. Tech companies have fostered a grassroots surveillance culture that has convinced and conned millions of Americans that they live better lives when they buy smart speakers, smartphones, and watch smart TV, and turn their doorbells into a 24-hour unblinking eye. Hey, to exist in 2022 is to be tracked and monitored. Like we said, everyone is a suspect, and that isn't what our founding fathers envisioned. The dragnet has been flung too far, too wide, and overly broad. So we are here to speak truth to power. Hey, somehow find a way to get in touch with us so you can enter to win our giveaway to celebrate our 50th episode to get a one-time 50% off any DoorDash order as well as another coupon for a one-time $10 off any order as we celebrate our 50th episode coming up right here, right now on Light 'Em Up and Note Well. If you've won something from us within the last 30 days, hey, unfortunately, you are not eligible to enter this drawing. Hey, I'm Phil Rizzo, and you've got Light 'em Up. Hey, I want to thank my friends at Innisfree for their promotional products and underwriting. Their fresh-squeezed, hydrating green tea loaded with amino acids and antioxidants help replenish and neutralize skin for that natural glow. Want to know the best part? Their tea is organically grown and chosen for skincare from 3,301 Korean native green tea varieties. The winning 1-2-3 punch combination consists of the youth enhancing serum with black tea. Then you just dap, 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 a little bit of the eye serum underneath your eyes. And finally, the enhancing cream. Oh my goodness. Like Muhammad Ali used to say, I'm pretty, I'm still pretty. They offer innovative beauty solutions for men, also powered by the finest natural ingredients responsibly sourced from Korea's pristine Jeju Island. Their proprietary extraction methods preserve the purity and potency of these wholesome ingredients from plant to bottle to your skin, offering advanced formulas that safely address all skin concerns without the use of harmful chemicals and preservatives. With the wonders of nature at the heart of Innisfree, they take care to preserve and protect the environment in all that they do. We want to thank our friends at Innisfree for their promotional products and underwriting of Light 'em Up. Hey, don't forget to subscribe to us on YouTube and Instagram at Rizzo's Protective Group. We're very excited about being ranked 10th out of the top 35 criminal justice podcasts as ranked and listed by Feedspot. Hey, don't forget to subscribe to Feedspot at www.feedspot.com. And please, por favor, per favore, visit our friends at https colon slash slash newsly.me. Newsly is an audio app for iOS and Android. It picks up web articles about the most trending topics on the web at any given moment and reads them to you in a natural human voice. 
For the first time in the history of the internet, the entire web becomes listenable. You can browse articles from topics you choose and start playing. Hey, stop scrolling, start listening. You can follow any topic, as specific as you like, from sports, science, to Bitcoin. It'll find you the latest articles and read them to you. Hey, it's as easy as that. And to top it off, they have podcasts as well. Explore trending podcasts from over 50 countries. Our podcast, Light 'em Up, is there too. I started using it as my default podcast app, and you can too. Download and use Newsly for free now from www.newsly.me or from the link in the podcast description liner notes and use the promo code Light 'em Up. And Light 'em Up in this case is spelled L, the number one. G-H-T-E-M-U-P. All one word. That's L, the number one. G-H-T-E-M-U-P. All one word.